What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Combo Church Podcast. My name is Craig. And my name is Kara, and we are the lead pastors of Combo Church. If you are listening on combochurch.com, iTunes, or Spotify, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like. We love it when you share with your family and friends, and we would love it if you could leave us a great review. Our prayer for you is that the message today will inspire purpose, encourage life, and build faith in you. Enjoy Enjoy the the message. message. Right, good morning, everybody. We'll try it again. We got some of you. Good morning, everybody. There we go. There we go. Guys, wasn't worship was so powerful? Um, and we're actually we're actually not done. So uh, just be bear with me. Be patient. I want to welcome everybody again officially. My name's Craig. My wife, Pastor Kara, and I. Um, get to be the lead pastors here at Convo Church. And we're so glad you're here, whether you're online, whether you're here in person. I'm just glad you're here, especially for our guests that are with us today. Um, We want to welcome you. This this place, and not just the building, but like us, this community, we exist for you. And so please know that. So if you see anybody walking around that's got the the lanyard that says Dream Team around their neck, they they are here to serve you. And so don't hesitate to ask them any questions. And afterwards, anybody who's in need of prayer, you can feel free to um, to also ask for prayer. I mean, we're, we're just here. We want to serve you today, and that's really the biggest, the biggest reason, the biggest moment why God has put this all together, and that's for you. So we, God's gone through a lot of trouble for you. You need to know that, okay? And, uh, and it's because he loves you. So we, during worship, um, and, and just a second, we're going to, I just got to go back to that moment because that moment's not done. Uh, I felt like at the end of that last worship song, I mean, God already messed me up because I've got about five sticky notes in my Bible, and none of them are applicable to this moment. Um, so I'm in, I'm in the book of Luke, um, chapter 8. And you can go there if you would like to, if you have a Bible with you. Um, and I'm, I'm, I threw a curveball to, to my team in the back, and so they're, they're putting it together, and they'll get it up when they get a chance. Um, but Luke chapter 8, verse 40, and, uh, and I'm going to invite my wife also back up just to hop on, hop on the keys for a second. Hmm. <clears throat> So this is, this is what I want to say, especially if you're, if you're relatively new. Uh, if you're a guest or maybe you've been coming for a while and, and maybe the whole church thing might be a little new for you. Um, everybody has different contexts and different experiences that they are either used to, um, unless, unless church or in some people would say religion has never been a part of your background, then, then maybe you have no context. You're just like, this is all new to me. I don't even know. Uh, but one thing that, that we want every person to know at Convo Church beyond anything else is that what we do is not because of, of who we are or because of who the team members are and, and all that type of stuff. It's, it's because of who God is. And God passionately desires relationship with you. With you. Don't, don't shove that off. Be like, well, that's for somebody else. No, it's, it's for you. Regardless of where you are in the spectrum of relationship with God, God is in this for you. And you need to know something about God that I think is very important because if you don't understand this or realize this about who God is, then it will completely, uh, it can jumble up your approach to that relationship with him. And that's the fact that God is not distant. God is, is, as a matter of fact, the Bible describes God as being ever present, especially in times of need. 
And so whether you're having great moments or whether like many individuals and even across our nation right now having difficult moments, you need to understand that God is present. Things aren't tough because God got distracted, right? Things are tough because we live in a broken world, which makes the need for who God is even greater. Not in God's eyes, but in our eyes, because we, it's in the moments of lack that we begin to see the need for what we actually need. And it, it just makes it bigger in our eyes. And so we, we have the opportunity to, to choose to magnify God in these moments. And we can't make God bigger himself. He, he's already infinite. But what we can make God bigger is in how we see him and how we view him and the place that we give him in our lives. And, um, and so... Um, and not even just this last week, I'm not trying to tie everything to current events, and that's, that, that's nothing wrong with that, that's great, but you need to understand also that God is, not, uh, God is not relevant because of what's going on in the world. God's relevance for every moment, for every life, and for every day has everything to do with the reality that you're created in his image, and everything that he orchestrates around your life is engaged to create an intersection where the presence of God and the love and the grace of God can encounter you no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you did last night or last summer. God is pursuing you and not so that he can punish you for all the wrong things that you've done. God is pursuing you because he desperately wants a relationship with you and through that relationship, he wants to unlock inside of you the very reason why he put you on this earth because you are here with purpose. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. You are here with purpose. Your life has purpose. It doesn't matter what other people have said to you or about you. You are here with purpose. And God is at work to bring that purpose to life. We don't have to look, none of us have to look far to, to, to be told who we're not and what we can't do. God is at work to tell you who you are and what you can do. And when you begin, here's the cool thing, when you begin to realize what God says you can do, you begin to realize that's not something that I can do. <laughs> and that's where he steps up and he goes, you don't, you don't need to have the strength. My grace is going to be all sufficient for what you need to do and for what I've created you to do. All you have to do is find yourself in a place of surrender. And that's where I felt like the, felt like the presence of God was at when we were wrapping up that last worship song. It was a place of surrender. It's not weak to surrender when who you're surrendering to is actually gonna make you stronger. Weakness and surrender is usually found when we surrender to our own brokenness and give into it and give up for it. But what God's trying to do is he's trying to get you to surrender to him because on your knees in his presence is actually the very thing that's gonna strengthen and elevate you to do the things you were created to do. Will you do me a favor? Will you, I know I told you I got your Bibles out and y'all got situated. Will y'all do me a favor? Can we stand up for a second? <clears throat> Holy Spirit, you're already here. Would you have your way with us? God, we, we choose to cut off the distraction to the left, to the right. Lord, it's, um, it's, it's you and us. We're here right now. It's you and me, God. Father, thank you. God, I thank you that you are 
real. I feel like, I thank you, Lord, that you are not just some, some God who's hovering in the expanse of the deep, but that you have sent not just your son so that we could be forgiven, redeemed, and brought back and reconciled in relationship with you, but you have sent your very spirit to live inside those who have called upon your name. And even for those that have not yet done that, Lord, you are literally at the threshold of the door waiting to respond to that decision. If you're comfortable, will you just kind of stretch your hands towards heaven? I hope you came to church today hungry to receive something from the Lord. And even if you're watching this online, I hope that wherever you are, that there's there's no gap in limitation, even within technology, that can keep you from receiving what God has for you today. I just feel so strongly this word intentionality, intentionality. The one thing that God doesn't do is he doesn't force himself upon us. But when we come with intentionality to encounter him, even if we don't have, regardless of what the scope of our expectation of of who God is and what he's capable of, if we come with intentionality, it opens up the door for him to move. So God, I pray for every single individual who's within this facility, who's watching online now, who's watching online later, whether it's days, months, weeks later, whether it's years later, they somehow stumble upon this. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would encounter them right now. Father, you know the need. Father, you know the broken body that needs healing. You know the broken relationship that needs restoring. Father, you know the broken dreams that need to be rebuilt back up. God, you know the shattered expectations that you don't wanna even rebuild, you wanna replace. And Father, as individuals, Lord, wherever we find ourselves, even in the scope and the spectrum of our own personal brokenness and maybe even how we have contributed to the extended brokenness around us, Father, Lord, we repent and we come before you and we ask, God, that you would forgive us for falling short of your standard. And that you would call us up, Father, to a place where we would demonstrate the glory of your name in even greater ways. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we know that the moment that you ascended to heaven, your kingdom was established. So Father, we don't pray for your kingdom to be established. It already is. What we pray for, God, is that you would use us in the expanse of your kingdom, in the expansion of your kingdom. The realities that exist in heaven, in your kingdom, God, would you make them visible through your church? Would your power become real in ways like it never has before, Father? We don't seek the, the, the glory of former days, Father. We ask for new revelation. We ask for new, uh, new revival, Father. We ask for a fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Jesus, like never before. So, God, may you, may you apply this to the lives of those that receive this, Lord, in the way that you know that they need it. Sometimes we tend to rush past these moments. I just encourage you just to be, just to kind of pause in this moment and let God do inside of you what only he can do and what you know he needs to do. 
Holy Spirit, have your way. Holy Spirit, would you breathe upon this place? Would your presence and would your glory rest upon it, Father? God, in your Old Testament, we saw individuals have exterior encounters, Lord Jesus, where your glory was visible. Father, we live in a time where not only can that happen, but also your glory can be revealed inside of us because of your spirit. Would you come alive inside of us, Father? Would you redeem what only you can redeem, Father? Would you heal what only you can heal, Father? Would you remove from us, God, the things that keep us from being who you've called us to be? Father, we don't want to be the church that we want you to make us, Father. We want to be the church that you say we are. We want to be passionate about the things that you are passionate, Father. We want to break for the things that break your heart, God. God, we want to see people, every single one of them, the way that you see them. Father, for those who are lost and hurting and broken, who are far from you, Father, we pray that you would use us in mighty ways through your power and through your grace and love and mercy to reach out and to draw them into relationship with you, Father. God, we're not making anything happen that you're not already working at, Lord. We're just partnering with you. But Father, we pray that you would help us to recognize that partnership and be more diligent and faithful to it every single day. God, we pray that you would continue to blow away our preconceived ideas of what your kingdom is supposed to look like in our world. Father, your word says that the nations will walk in your light. And Father, we pray right now, Lord, as first and foremost, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, Lord, that you would challenge us, encourage us, and strengthen us and empower us, God, to walk as this type of citizen, Father, walking out your kingdom everywhere you've placed us, in this nation, in our states, in our communities, in our families, in our workplaces, in every sphere of influence, Father, for those who are called to the nations, God, we, we pray that you would continue, Lord Jesus, to burn that passion inside of them, Lord, that you would breathe on it, Father, the, your oxygen blows upon the fire of your spirit and spreads it where your kingdom desires to go.
right now in the, in the spirit, I can hear the sound of chains hitting the floor. <clears throat> chains of addiction, they're hitting the floor. Don't pick them back up. They're not yours. Chains of broken relationship hitting the floor. That's not yours. Don't pick it back up. We get Sometimes we get comfortable with with our own brokenness and God's saying you, you gotta let me you gotta let me touch that area come to me with intentionality come to the Lord today with intentionality you don't need those things that you thought you needed for your life you don't need them God's saying would you allow more of me to come into your life would you allow me into the parts of your life that you've that you've held back from me before that you weren't comfortable with me getting in before God's saying, would you allow me into those places? Would you allow me into the secret place that you thought you had to create to protect yourself? But the Father would say, let me in because I'm gonna bring healing and I'm gonna protect you. Hear the chains of abuse breaking off, hitting the floor. That doesn't define you. That's not your identity. You're not damaged. Everyone who is in Christ is a new creation not just a fixed one, a new creation. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit that is here right now, Lord, and we ask that you would continue to speak to us, God. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you can, can you grab your seat? And I'm gonna read a couple of verses to you here. In Luke chapter eight, verse 40. And if you've, if you've heard this before, if you've heard this, this story before, it's, um, it's a pretty f- famous story within the Gospels, an encounter that Jesus had with a woman who had an issue of bleeding. It says that on the mountainside of the lake, the crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. And uh, crowds followed Jesus everywhere. Jesus always had large crowds following him, and it was always a little bit crazy. And the, the, the intentionality of the crowd sometimes kind of ebbed and flowed Sometimes people were there for the show. Sometimes people were there because they knew, they knew who Jesus was. They needed an encounter. 
Sometimes people were there because they were trying to catch Jesus in a way that they could trick him or, or accuse him. But nonetheless, the crowds were there, and it says, Then a named man, uh, Jarius, a leader in the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who, had been, who was about 12 years old, was dying. And as Jesus went with him, isn't that cool? You can come to Jesus and just give him your plea, and he's, he wants to come with you. He wants to enter into your situation. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. Ever seen movies, uh, kind of time period movies like that, where it just kind of showed like the massive crowd just pushing all everywhere Jesus was going. It was like a mob scene. So you try to visualize that. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by a crowd and a woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Uh, and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe and immediately the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. Everyone, everyone denied it, and Peter asked, Master, the whole crowd is pressing against you. Basically, that's a dumb question, Jesus. Everybody's touching me. But Jesus said, someone, here, listen, 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 someone deliberately touched me. Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt healing power go out from me. And when the woman realized that she could no longer stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. You want to know why she was trembling? Because for someone who was in that condition, she was considered in her, in her community to be completely unclean, which means she couldn't be around other people. If I was to steal a word, she would have to be in quarantine for a very, very, very long time. It was frowned upon for her to be around other people, but there was something inside of her that she knew that the only solution to it was to get to Jesus. And there's something to that. Don't, sometimes I've read this in the past, and for me, it, it just ended up being about healing, only about healing this, one, this woman's one situation. But it's not just about healing. It's about the intentionality of coming to Jesus. It's about not being caught up in what you think is not possible and what your current reality is. It's about realizing that what is possible in the reality of Jesus is going to completely supersede everything that's in your reality right now. Coming to Jesus in your situation, no matter how broken, no matter how dire it seems, you got to understand something about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's no other name that is greater than his. The Bible actually says that the mention of his name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the glory of who Jesus is. I think, guys, listen, as a church and as people, we got to begin to understand that we are calling upon too many names for our solutions when we should be calling upon the name of Jesus. And we also have to understand something that the, the kingdom in which Jesus in the flesh was walking in was his kingdom. Even though they lived in an occupied empire, occupied by the Roman Empire, even though they lived in a Jewish system that was run by the Jewish law in the system, Jesus was walking on soil that belonged to him because his kingdom was being established. Have you invited Jesus to walk as the king of his kingdom in your life? I'm not talking just about salvation. I'm not talking about the moment where you where you say yes to him and he forgives you of all your sin and, and now your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm talking about the remainder of the life in which you walk on this planet. Have you invited the King of kings and the Lord of lords to walk as the king of his kingdom in your life? Have you invited him to say, listen, not only where you walk is your kingdom, where I walk is your kingdom. Last week we talked about Joshua and, and how he was intimidated to walk in the calling that was on his life now that Moses was dead. Now it was Joshua's turn to step up and walk into the anointing of what God had spoken. And God told him, everywhere that you have placed your feet, you will be on land that I have given you. Are you walking in that same authority? Are you walking in the same 
place that Joshua walked, where he was scared about the things that were ahead of him, where God had to literally come to him at three different times within one conversation, say, be strong and courageous, for I am with you. One thing that Joshua realized, and you, if you continue to study the book of Joshua, you will see that he actually had a couple of defeats. After God said, I will never leave you, I will never abandon you. Joshua had a couple of moments where, where it looked like what God had spoken to him was not actually coming true, but you got to understand in those moments what happened was Joshua actually walked out of the authority of the kingdom of God and began to walk in authority that he, was, that he thought he had himself. He was walking in an earthly kingdom. He got, he got his kingdoms confused. Do you hear me this morning? He got his kingdoms confused. He began to become passionate about a kingdom that was not the kingdom of God, but was the kingdom of man. Have you invited the Lord and your Savior? Have you invited the King of kings and the Lord of lords to show you what kingdom are you walking in? To show you what kingdom do you have authority in? And where does that authority come from? And who's giving that authority? And by, by what, people ask Jesus all the time, by what authority do you do these things? He says, I only get to do what the Father has shown me how to do. Are we doing that today? Is the church, let's expand ourselves. Is the church in our world doing that today? I think we see glimpses. Here's the beauty is that the kingdom of God is advancing forcefully. You need to understand the kingdom of God is advancing. The kingdom of God is not losing. The kingdom of God cannot lose. Why? Because Jesus already won. He already won. Expand the application of that statement beyond eternity which sounds strange to say, right? Sometimes it's easier to believe for things in eternity than it is to believe for those things in our life now. Bring what you know of the expanse of the kingdom of God outside of your realm and bring it into your realm. This is gonna sound really weird, but sometimes you have to shrink God down to make him more applicable to your life right now. And then from that position, realize that he is the infinite God. He is the infinite God that is involved in your individual life. He is the infinite God, the all-powerful God who even as, you know why the, when, when God said let there be light, it said that, that, that light came out of him. It came from him. And it came out at the speed of light. He never said stop. And do you know why? Because for the physical kingdom to be able to handle the expanse, the, ever, the never stopping expanse of the kingdom of God, it has to continue to expand. Ever since Jesus ascended back up into heaven after doing his job here on earth, it says that he, he took his seat at the right hand of the Father. And that's where his kingdom was established. And at that point, victory began to spread. And I know we can get caught up looking at some of the things that we're struggling with in our culture right now and think that things are bad and things are falling apart. But I'm telling you, don't let yourself be deceived. The kingdom of God is expanding. The message of Christ is going out beyond faster than it ever has before. Do you know right now on any given week, one million people give their life to Jesus across our planet right now? That's a different picture, right, than what we, than what we tend to think. And I've even said something because there are some things that are concerning about the number of churches in America that are closing on a, on a monthly basis or the people who have been called into full-time ministry that are walking away from it on a monthly basis. And it can be very discouraging. But when we have to, we got to step back and look at the bigger picture and realize that it's not the kingdom of man that we should be concerned about. It's believing who God said that we are when we walk in his kingdom. Because that means there's authority. There is an authority that rests on your shoulders that you get to carry into the influence of life where God has placed you. There is a power that rests upon you, not upon pastors, not upon worship people, not upon platform people, but upon Jesus people. 
Jesus followers who get to walk in a certain level of authority, not because of who you are, but because of the name of Jesus that rests upon your shoulders. And the more that we walk around in defeat and the more that we walk around in despair and the more that we walk around allowing the circumstances around us to dictate who we are, how we are, and how we walk around, we're not limiting the kingdom of God from expanding. We're just limiting ourselves from being a part of it. I'm telling you, something happened today in me. And I'm praying that something's happened inside of you. I didn't finish reading that, did I? Yeah, I did. I'm gonna read this part again. Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out for me. And when the woman realized she could no longer stay hidden, she began to tremble, fell to her knees in front of him. It's verse 48, that was what I didn't read. So she, her fear, like she knew she had been healed, but even though she had been healed, she was still afraid that she was gonna get cast out because she just broke the rules. And Jesus looked at her as he so eloquently does when he encounters people and when Jesus comes forward and love is his stance and everything else is a conversation, he says, daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace. She was able to go in peace because now she was going out in a different condition than she came in. Listen, I don't know what condition you walked into this building today, but you don't have to leave that way. I'm not saying some magical pixie dust got spread over top of you and just things magically go away. No, you're gonna have to walk in faith as this woman did. She had to leave, she had to walk in faith realizing that what Jesus had just done inside of her was something that was a finished work. Not, a, not an emotional work in the moment, but a finished work that she could take with her, that she could go in peace realizing that she was no longer what the world was considering unclean. She was now brand new. Why? Because her faith in what? Her faith in Jesus. Her faith in the, her faith in the authority of the kingdom of God had now come upon her life and had transformed what before was brokenness and now was something fresh. Jarius' daughter got healed too. Ever been frustrated when everybody else is healing and when everyone else's breakthrough is happening, you're still waiting for yours? Jarius is like, listen, I took the number first. Uh, you're gonna have to wait in line. Sorry, you're having a rough day, but my daughter's dying. I kind of think this takes precedent. Now, there's no dialogue about that. Maybe he's thinking it. But Jesus stops and he's addressing the situation. And somebody else got their miracle. Somebody else got their breakthrough. Somebody else got their touch from the Lord. Somebody else got what they were asking for. Jerry's is still waiting for it. When's my time? When's my moment? This is something that's precious to me. God, don't you see it? This is something that matters to me, God. When are you gonna begin to move on my behalf? Just be patient. God's not teasing you. He's not dangling a carrot in front of you. He knows exactly what he's doing. God's never late. He's never early. He is exactly on time every single moment. So if you thought you've been living in the shadows of, of prolonged waiting, don't worry about it. God knows what he's doing because in the process, he might actually be doing something for somebody else through your waiting. And we all want it now. That's actually one of the biggest problems we're facing right now is that we want justice, but we don't want the process. We just want it now. There's a process. We want breakthrough. We want provision. We want healing. We want answers, but we want it now. We want to microwave this thing. 
I don't want to wait 60 seconds for my latte. I don't want to sit down and wait for 30 minutes for somebody to cook me a meal. I want fast food. I want an instant. I want it now. My computer took 10 seconds to connect to the internet. What in the world is going on? Would somebody give me some high-speed internet up in here? Nothing wrong with that stuff. That's great. But when it comes to our own life, you need to understand that God is working in your life with a plan and with a purpose. And if it's not here yet, what you're praying for and waiting for, don't give up on it because God's at work. He's doing something. And there's a good chance what he's doing, he's doing something inside of you. How, how spoiled would we be if every time we just wanted something, we just clicked our fingers and God came out of the, the little, you know, Aladdin jar that we're hanging on to and asked us, what, you know, what, what is your command? And we just said, I want, I want these things, I want these things. Yes, sir, yes, ma'am, whatever it is, I'll get it done for you. Now, that's not how God operates. You know why? Because his ways are higher than ours. He knows what he's doing. And I don't know about you, but I don't always know what I'm doing. And if there's something inside of you that you've been waiting for, praying for, hanging on to, and it hasn't happened yet, there's two things you can do. Continue to pray, continue to push, continue to plow. Second thing you can do is say, God, if I'm not asking the right questions, if I'm not praying for the right things, would you change my heart? Those are your two options for success. All right. <laughs> All right. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Worship team, you can come take your place. Pray for two groups of people. <clears throat> First group is all of us. So they're like, oh, does that mean I have to raise my hand? No, it's all of us. You can do me a favor right where you are, and even if you're listening online, or just take your hand, place it on your heart for just for a moment. If you've come from different church background, this is not emotionalism. This is not Pentecostalism. This is not... This is just us saying, hey, we, we know that God's real. We want an encounter. You can encounter. You can, you can feel. You can experience God. God's not meant to just be an intellectual concept. He's meant to be a personal relationship, connection, and experience. So, Father, I pray for every single person who's here, God, right now. And I thank you, Lord, for your favor. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you that you have you have done things today, God, that nobody can take away. And yeah, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but when that comes, we know the tactic and we know who it is and we reject it. And Father, we, we, hang on to, we hang on to who you are today. We hang on to your presence. We hang on to the healing. We hang on to the breakthrough. We hang on to, to understanding, Father, that you are and you are working on our behalf. Even if we see everything happening for everybody else and it doesn't seem to be happening for us, Father, we hang on to it and we continue to pursue you with intentionality. Because we say that you are good. You are faithful. You will never leave us. You will never abandon us. Our courage and our strength comes from you. Your grace in our life is all that we need for what you have called us to and where we see ourselves in this life. So Father, we will not fear the things that lie ahead of us. Even if we say that as a declaration of faith, we will not fear the things that lie ahead of us. We will not submit to fear. We will not allow ourselves to be controlled by the things that we cannot uh, see, the things that we cannot control. But Father, we will continue to put our hope and our trust in you. That you are the answer for every unknown. 
You are the solution for a broken marriage. You are the solution for, for unemployment, Father. You are the solution for the homelessness that we see growing in our region. Father, you are the solution for those who find themselves addicted to drugs, alcohol. You are the solution for those who are addicted to pornography and sex. God, you are the solution for those that are contemplating taking their own life. Father, you are the solution when we look at the issues of our community, when we look at the, the issues within our state and we look at the brokenness within our nation. You are the solution. Father, when we look to the nations and we see the brokenness around the nation, Father, we know that the kingdom of darkness is not expanding. Father, your kingdom is expanding. And Father, we stand on that. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we surrender ourselves to that today. And even in these last few moments that we have in this worship experience today, Father, we, we ask that you would seal the work that has been done. And we go out with confidence and with faith, Lord Jesus, not, not believing that all the exterior circumstances around us will magically change, but what has taken place inside of us, the change that has taken place inside of us will strengthen us to walk as men and women of faith, young and old, Father, from generation to generation, into the workplace, into our communities and neighborhoods, into our families, into the spheres of influence where you have placed us, God. We will walk as men and women of faith believing that the authority of your kingdom rests upon our shoulders and that as we walk as children of light, Lord, that we will shine in the darkness around us. And your word says that as light shines, it extinguishes darkness. When light shows up, God, it doesn't have to battle with darkness. It just extinguishes it right where it was. And Jesus, we declare your authority as the King of kings and the Lord of lords over our lives, over our church, over our nation, over this world. May our eyes, may our focus, may our gaze be fixed upon you. Thank you again for joining us on the Convo Church podcast. Special shout out to those who give so generously to Convo Church. It's because of you that this ministry is even possible. If you want to sow into the ministry, go to ConvoChurch.com and simply click the Give button. It's that easy. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, follow, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories, and tag us at Combo Church. Thanks again for listening, and make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Combo Church Podcast.